Once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Siren, it's time for Frank's Power Play. Go ahead, Frank. All right, and we're actually going to start with a little bit of breaking news that I got from uh, what? From Kevin Weeks of ESPN. Said, uh, bargaining changes. He was told that Flyers defenseman Keith Yandel's NHL record Ironman streak of 989 consecutive games played will end tonight. It was only 11 games from 1,000. And why? Well, it honestly it seems kind of like a bad move by the organization. He's not injured, but I guess since they're out of the playoff picture, or it's kind of it's kind of stupid. They just sit him because you know, let him get let him get to a thousand consecutive games, and that would be the right thing to do. But again, I guess Chuck Fletcher is just trying to outdo other GMs who I have roasted on this show. <laughs> And repeatedly, and not letting him play a thousand. So now the next one up would be in the Iron Man category would be Phil Kessel of the Arizona Coyotes. So hopefully he'll get a chance to reach that milestone and be next year. Here, so oh, other news: Detroit Red Wings organization made a firing, and no, it was not the one that I've been calling for. You always want somebody to get fired. Well, they fired Al Sabatka, who was their, basically their Zamboni driver, made yeah. sure the ice was good. Why they do that? Now, and when I first heard about this, it seemed, it seemed like it was a pretty bad move because it was without no, because it was without cause, cause it seemed like, and nobody was really talking about it. Well, fortunately. I've got people who did some digging. One of them, Justin Spiro, host of the Spiro Avenue podcast. So you actually told him to go dig? No, no, no. He went oh. and did. Oh, you Justin, just, did, Justin does his own stuff. So like I, to me, like Frank, you so high up there that you had to get him to dig for nah, it. Nah, nah. Justin went and did it, and I just happened. He just happened to post something on uh, Twitter Space that apparently, since there was a move from Joe Louis Arena to the five dollar holler. Mm-hmm. And because it's a multi-purpose arena, the ice was not as good as it was at JLA. But again, I guess that happens. Yeah, because it's a multi-purpose arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Justin also said that apparently there was a team that was kind of doing stuff. And Al, of course, really had no knowledge of getting a basketball court down or things like that. Because LCA never hosted basketball aside from a Horizon League tournament maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Nice, but that was rare. That was pretty rare that that happened. Yeah, usually Joe Lewis was just for hockey, so you probably could keep the temperature. And that's why, and it always had the best ice in the NHL. Right, you'd have to put nothing really over it either. You know, most arenas so I guess stuff over it. And I guess Al being kind of old school, only would, back in the day would only answer to Mike Yelich. 
Well, apparently, I guess he wasn't getting along with everybody else, and I'm, I guess there was a couple of incidents where he had to get sat down for some odd reason, and then they basically let him go. It's kind of, it's kind of bad because he'd been at it for over 50 years. Here's but again. And you got to be able to adapt in this world to change his mate or find something else to do. I mean, I've, I've personally met Al before. I've talked to people who worked with him. Said he's really a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame that it came to this, but, you know, end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> it is and hopefully at the end of the season, there's going to be a press conference announcing another firing, which... Here's a stat for you that I'm going to add that I didn't get to last week. Will you be doing some digging on that firing? Well, I've done, I have done a little bit of research, and mm-hmm. I did happen to read a column from Carlos Monterey's The Detroit Free Press where when Steve Eisman has been asked about Jeff Blaschel's job security, he's gave him a vote of confidence until now, mm-hmm. where he hasn't said that. He says, I'm going to sit down with him at the end of the season. So that really does... He didn't really say, uh, well, he's got, he's backing him or anything. He's not throwing him under the bus either. And then I was listening to the game last night when, of course, they lost 5-2 to the Ottawa Senators. And uh, Bob Wojnowski of the Detroit News in uh, 97-1 was on on the intermission show and said he gets the feeling that Blaschel's probably out. But uh, one thing I did want to throw out that I wish I had this last week And it's the amount of times the Wings have given up six or more goals in a season. Now, in the first two years of the Iserman regime, with a far worse roster, which was basically, it had been torn down to the sticks, in, we'll call it two seasons, even though COVID kind of cut things short, it was still two seasons in my book, the Wings only gave up six or more goals eight times. In those two seasons, and the most in any one time was eight. Mm-hmm. This past season, with about, I don't know how many games left to go, they have given up six or more goals 11 times yep. with a much better roster. And the most they've allowed is 11, which was the day of the man of God here, Pittsburgh Penguins. I was hoping he'd call in so that way he could laugh and gloat about it, but I guess not. And I think it's real. And a lot of it has just gone down because coaches aren't putting them in the best position to win. And I really don't get what's why the sudden fall off, especially since they were actually playing good hockey early in the season. They were kind. They would be in the. They were in the thick of it, and then all of a sudden, just falls flat. So, I definitely think Eiserman's going to have to make a coaching change. Who he brings in, I really really don't know at this point who he goes after. I mean, I've heard some scuttlebutt about Islanders assistant Lane Lambert because he and Eiserman were teammates back in the 80s and they were roommates too. So, I mean, you've got a relationship between the two of them. I mean, heck, even Dave Tippett, who was fired by Ken Holland... (laughs) The first time Ken Holland has ever fired a coach. I think he, at this point, pretty much anybody would be an upgrade over the current clown show. All they have right now. Why is it a clown show? (laughs) 
Yeah, especially when uh, players aren't <laughs> players appear to not be listening to the coach because they're tired of them. Need a new voice in. And yes, a fire blashel chant was started at the arena last night. Did you start it? <laughs> well, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. I mean, I, if I had been there, I could have, but I let's just say I did have some friends who were there who may or may not have started the chain. I have no confirmation nor denial of it. Right, right. Yeah, that's the story there. there. So, how about some of the stat leaders? And we've got somebody who's already hit the 100 mark, and that's a, the 100 point mark, and that's Connor McDavid. 102 points to lead the way. Right behind him is teammate Leon Dreisaitl with 99. He'll hit a hundo soon. Followed by Jonathan Huberdeau, Ho at 94, Johnny Gaudreau at 91, Austin Matthews at 87 to round out the top five. The goal scoring. Hey, it would be Austin Matthews leading the way with a 50-burger. Nice. Leon Dreisaitl, he's closing in. With 49, Chris Kreider having a career year, 46. Alex Ovechkin, 42. Kyle Connor rounds out the top five with 41. Uh, and then the assist category, Huberto leads that with 71, followed by McDavid, Roman Yossi with 63, Artemi Panarin and Gaudreau with 62 and 60. Goalies, Freddie Anderson leading in goals against with 2.00 even. Followed by Igor Shesterkin at 2.13, Jacob Markstrom 2.15, Jeremy Swayman 2.24, and Ilya Sorokin at 2.30. Save percentage, Shesterkin leading the way there with a .934, followed by Anderson, Sorokin, Markstrom, and Darcy Kemper. Shutouts, Markstrom continues to lead the way with 9. For defenseman scoring, Roman Yossi leading the way among points amongst defensemen with 81. Um, Kale McCarley in the way in the goal scoring department with 24. And rookies, guess who's retaking the scoring lead in the rookie race? And that would be the guy everybody loves in Detroit, Lucas Raymond. So that's a bright spot, but you still want to fire Blash on. <laughs> well, hey, there's foundational pieces there. Here, but I think you gotta have you gotta have somebody in to get a winning culture in place, mm-hmm. especially when he's been there for seven years and has shown no sign of doing that. If you don't have a good culture in place, things are gonna go to hell in a handbasket real quick. Right. Followed by the guy who many claim shouldn't be a rookie because he's too old. Michael Bunting with fifty-one. How's he too old? If his first year, he's twenty-six. If it's his first year. I know. I know. It's it's base. I guess it's all politics. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say whether he should or shouldn't. It's just what hockey Twitter's been complaining about. I'm just going to... I'll just let them argue. Trevor Zagris, 50 points on the season, and he also scored another Michigan goal last night. What's that mean? A lacrosse-style goal. I believe it was... uh, I forget who it was from the University of Michigan that first scored it. I want to say it was Mike Camilleri. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Picking up the puck and then carrying it. I mean, look, it's good. I mean, it's great that he's putting the highlight reel in. Mm-hmm. Although, I wonder if they're starting to get... I wonder if anyone's asking if he's using stick him on his stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I digress. Moritz Sider of the Red Wings, second, fourth with 44 points. Tanner Janot of the Predators with 40. He, Janot leading the way in goal score of 23. Raymond's got 22. Bunting, 20. Zegras, 17. Dawson Mercer... 
pair of the Devils rounding out the top five for a rookie point score, goal scoring. Looking at the standings, right now, they were in the Atlantic Division, the Florida Panthers, six-point lead with 15 games remaining over the Tampa Bay Lightning, 98 points to 92. The Toronto Maple Leafs sitting in third with 91. Over in the Metropolitan Division, the Carolina Hurricanes, actually tied for first place in the East, 98 points. The New York Rangers in second with 93, and David the Man of God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins in third place with 92. The Wild Cards, Boston holds the first Wild Card spot with 89 points. Washington Capitals the second one with 84. And like I said, I think the East playoff picture is pretty well set with who's going to be in their positioning. That could still change as it's a pretty significant drop off. 13 points to the New York Islanders. Whereas they got 15 games left, but I don't see them getting in. Same with the Blue Jacks. The Red Wings, 61 points with 14 games remaining. Hitting their 23 out. I think they've only got a few more games until they get eliminated. Same with the Buffalo Sabres, who have to give a tip of the cap to them as they honored uh, longtime radio play-by-play guy Rick Jenrett, who is retiring at the end of the year, and he's had some very famous calls throughout his career. The one I remember the most, I think, was in 93 when Brad May scored an overtime winner in the playoffs and the famous Mayday! Mayday! Look that up on YouTube on your own time, ladies and gentlemen. So they fired their coach since they're not going to be in the playoffs? Buffalo's been having too many issues. Okay, so with, is it, it's, what, what is it? They're, they're a, I mean, they have been a clown show. They've gone through GMs, although I think um, Kevin Adams just became their GM, so... Him. They've had and they've had coaching changes as well. Oh, okay. So it's not the coach's fault. Well, but it's, been, show, it's his fault. Okay. Seven years on the job, one playoff appearance, one playoff win, none for the last six years. I think there's a pretty significant difference, especially when you've got a competent GM running the show. That's all you think. I mean, the, it's the what team, I believe. I mean, if the team is ass, it's just ass. Well, also, they're not being put in the best position to win. Okay. Well, there's right. been some lineup decisions that have been highly questionable as well. Probably that same thing in Buffalo, but okay. Keep going. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators, 54 points. They're probably going to be the next team that gets eliminated. And teams that are going to be hitting the golf course once the season ends, the Philadelphia Flyers, New Jersey Devils, and the Montreal Canadiens. Ooh, I know that hurts. Over in the West. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche are keeping it at 100. They've got 102 points on the year. So they're in firm command of the President's Trophy race with 14 games remaining. Minnesota Wild, a distant second place. Yikes. They <laughs> said yikes. Are, yeah. 15 points back. Back in second. St. Louis Blues, 84 points sitting in third. In the Pacific. The Calgary Flames leading the way with 89, LA Kings 84, Edmonton Oilers 83. Wild cards currently being held by the Nashville Predators and the Vegas Golden Knights with 82 and 80. But the West playoff picture is a little bit tighter as Dallas Stars only a point out of a wild card spot. Uh, And five out of third place in the Central Division. And Winnipeg Jets, even though they sold off a lot, they're... Still kind of hanging around. Vancouver Canucks, seven points back. And then once you get to 
Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago. They're more than 10 points back, I'd say. Forget it. Chicago's probably going to be the next team from the West eliminated. Speaking of eliminated, the Seattle Kraken and Arizona Coyotes already hold that distinction, so they're going to be getting their golf clubs ready at the end of the year. Here, So that'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the second day of April in the year of our Lord, 2022. And for those teams out there that are getting, that are, who's, who's going to be in the golf course? Well, right now, teams that should be booking tee times are the Flyers, Devils, Canadians, Kraken, and Coyotes. Thank you. Absolutely. Per per management, please clean out your lockers. And we got this for you. Oh, the Arizona Coyotes go hard. Hold on. I want to say... Oh, that's the Boston Bruins. Hey, how do you know all these horns? <laughs> Well, that's, that's, just, kind of, that's pretty impressive that you know that. Well, let's just say there's a website called We Just Scored, and uh, you've got pretty much all the goal horns, although I don't think I've had Vegas's or Seattle's. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Kraken. Are they are they eliminated yet? Yes, they are. Okay, so they'll be, per per management, you please clean out your lockers. Mm-hmm. When's the final day of, of NHL? Because I know the NBA is done next week. I think the 10th is the last game. Uh, I want to say it's going to be at the... I'm gonna have to go through. I'm gonna say probably. You're not on top of these. Well, because uh, there's a lot left. There's a lot left to be played. I think it's gonna go into. I want to say April 29th. April maybe? 29th. Yeah, because season got to a later start. Jared said hello, guys, from myself and Kate. Uh Jared Jansen. Jared, yeah, Jared. Uh, I know I'm gonna see one of his players at my uh, uh, practices. Hopefully, he'll join the team. Ty Robertson. So. Um, but yeah, hello there to Jared. Thanks for watching. Uh, but you should be on top of this. Yeah, I had to go. I just had to go to. Uh, you too busy trying to get people fired. No, I was trying to go look it up on the website because I didn't have the exact date on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got it right. So what'd you get? What does it put? April 29th. April 20th. Why is it so? Did you guys start your season late? Uh, or because of COVID, everything. Was uh, I think there was all, there was also out. COVID pause and COVID pause. That's right. Things there originally was a three week break mm-hmm. scheduled in season for the Olympics, but since nobody went, then they just used that for makeups. Mm-hmm. So, so the NBA, this might be crazy. The NBA season might be over before actually NHL. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. Hmm, that is interesting. Anyway. Listen to the 88.3 WGTs after for the review. Are you are you done with your little segment here? Yep. All right. We got Frank's power play in. It's 10 after two, mid, or not midnight, afternoon. David the Man and Guy Harris should be calling pretty soon. If not, we'll get into your Misha rules changes. Is that pretty good? Yep. Yeah, that we can we can go on and do that. And then, you know, or we can talk about some college basketball. It doesn't matter, but we'll talk about Misha. We'll talk about that and more here on 88.3 WGTs after for the review. When we return... More after further review.